Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. E3 is rising from the grave for July 8th, 2022. This is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we'll run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, we'll take a look at the week that was in gaming. Take-Two continues to muck around with their modding community, and I actually can't believe this, but somebody actually tried to defend the Diablo Immortal pricing model. Breaking early Thursday morning, the Palpatine of the gaming industry that just won't die, E3 announced a new partnership with the event organizer ReadPop. ReadPop are the organizers of PAX, New York City Comic Con, and the Star Wars Celebration, and now E3. E3 tweeted out, quote, We're back. E3 2023 will take place in June at the Los Angeles Convention Center with new partner ReadPop. Which is an interesting move by the Entertainment Software Association to hire event organizers to basically fail for them. ReadPop's global VP of gaming commented on the new partnership, saying, quote, For years we've listened, heard, and studied the global gaming community's feedback. E3 2023 will be recognizably epic, a return to form that honors what's always worked while reshaping what didn't and setting a new benchmark for video game expos in 2023 and beyond. What worked for E3 for so many years was that it was the biggest event where developers could announce their new video games. When technology advanced us into the social media age and gave us on-demand video and streaming, it made an opportunity for the video game industry to circumvent traditional media to interact directly with their audience. This wasn't a strictly COVID phenomenon either. Huge gaming companies were dropping off E3 for years leading up to the COVID cancellations. So ReadPop has a mountain to climb if all they have is a gaming celebration expo and every developer is opting to do their own showcase. 
prices, especially with COVID still rearing its ugly head and the impending recession that's going to eat into everyone's disposable income. Take-Two Interactive is continuing its crusade of decimating its modding community this week, with Take-Two going after yet another modder. This time, Take-Two sent the virtual reality modder Luke Ross a DMCA claim through Patreon. Never heard of that before. Ross wrote on his Patreon, quote, Take-Two are demanding that I remove all copyrighted works from my Patreon page. I immediately asked for clarifications since it's my belief that I'm not hosting any such materials. As you all know, I do create and distribute original modifications for those games. However, none of my modifications are built using software belonging to Take-Two Interactive. All of my modifications require that users buy and own the games before they can add my modifications. Ross also asked for clarification because he's made three VR mods for three different Take-Two games, Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Mafia 2 Definitive Edition. Kotaku has reached out to Patreon, Rockstar Games, and Take-Two for comment, but only Patreon responded, saying, quote, Patreon has provided relevant information to the creator. We've requested additional clarifying information from the claimant that we'll pass along and have offered to connect the parties directly. We'll continue to try to facilitate this conversation. As Take-Two and other game developers continue to harass their dedicated fanbase with legal action, we have other companies like Bethesda taking a wholly different approach by recently hiring from the Fallout London modding team. Take-Two's method leads to turmoil and drama. Bethesda's method gets them a pretty decent developer that has experience using their game engine. Out of the two methods, I'd pick Bethesda's approach every time. It keeps the player base happy during content droughts, and it's a free recruitment tool for your development team. Take-Two and many others are just throwing their money at lawyers to make a non-issue into a problem. Not to mention our outdated copyright laws allow Take-Two a wide berth when it comes to protecting their IPs. Head of Blizzard Mike Ybarra has tried to defend the egregious microtransactions of Diablo Immortal in a new interview with the Los Angeles Times. Ybarra describes Blizzard's intentions by saying, quote, When we think about moderation, at the very highest level, it was, how do we give a free Diablo experience to hundreds of millions of people where they can literally do 99.5% of everything in the game? The monetization comes in at the end game. The philosophy was always to lead with great gameplay and make sure that hundreds of millions of people can go through the whole campaign without any costs. So the end game of a typical Diablo game is the bulk of the content. Got it. You level the max, you grind harder difficulties, and get better weapons and armor. That's pretty much how these isometric hack-and-slash RPGs work. Path of Exile, Torchlight, hell, even Borderlands lands into this same gameplay loop. So for Yabara to characterize Diablo Immortal as 99.5% free is intellectually dishonest. You can see that it's false on its face, especially when Diablo Immortal starts pushing microtransactions out of the gate with $15 cosmetics and $5 loot boxes.
right, it's Friday, and this is normally where we read an iTunes or Audible review, but we haven't gotten a new one in, like, weeks. What's going on, guys? I see the thousands of downloads that we're getting every weekend. Come on. One of you must be willing to go leave us a review. Search Let's Play Daily Gaming News on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it, or now on Audible, and leave us a review. Being Friday, it's time to take a look back at some of the biggest stories in gaming that happened this week with the Friday Replay. Last month, I reported on Intellivision's new CEO, Phil Adam, emailing Amico backers about laying off a bunch of staff and processing refunds. Well, this time around, it looks like Intellivision has let the Amico's trademark die entirely, meaning the trademark entry is no longer in legal use. Back in 2018, Intellivision applied for the Amico trademark. However, due to the Amico not releasing, Intellivision couldn't produce a, quote, statement of use, which is a statement that shows the USPTO how the trademark is being used in commerce, leading to four extensions over the last four years up until now. Intellivision hasn't filed for another extension in six months, though Intellivision does have a two-month grace period to rectify the situation with the USPTO. With all of the news coming out lately about Intellivision and the Amico, I have my doubts that this console will ever actually launch, especially when Intellivision can't be bothered to file paperwork to make sure their trademark doesn't get dismissed. When August 20th rolls around and we haven't heard anything else about Intellivision, we can probably assume that this was the final death knell of the Amico. Summer Games Done Quick finished up its week-long charity event on Sunday, raising a total of $3,021,310.49, which will be donated to Doctors Without Borders. This year's SGDQ was also a return to pre-pandemic norm by being the first Games Done Quick event to be in person since 2020. SGDQ finished off the night strong on Sunday with two speedruns of the so far unannounced game of the year, Elden Ring. The first was an all-remembrances run by Catalysts, which I actually stayed up to watch, hashtag I was there, and Hypersomniac finished the night with a quick any percent run of Elden Ring. If you're interested in checking out the whole event, a link to all of the runs will be in today's show description. Ubisoft over the weekend announced the closure of 15 games' online multiplayer servers and online features. Ubisoft said in a blog post, quote, Closing the online services for some older games allows us to focus our resources on delivering great experiences for players who are playing newer or more popular titles. To help us achieve this, a number of older titles will be added to our list of decommissioned online services, with services ending on September 1st of this year. While some of the titles are older like Assassin's Creed 2, which came out in 2009, Ubisoft is shutting down online support for a three-year-old VR game called Space Junkies. Space Junkies is also one of the few online multiplayer games on this list, so after September 1st, Space Junkies will be essentially unplayable forever. Single-player games will still be playable offline, but will lose the ability to unlock rewards from your Ubisoft account. 
At the end of the day, this trend of games as a service is starting to show its age. And I typically like to ask the question, do you truly own your own video games? And again, Ubisoft and many others have proven that no, you don't. When most games are online and requiring a centralized server to run, you don't. When the DRM manufacturer forgets to pay their bills, you don't. When you buy every game on a digital platform and then that platform ceases to exist, you definitely don't. Bottom line, the new age of gaming has taken the ownership of video games away from the end user. And those video games are subject to many different expiration dates regardless of how much you paid for them. Riot Games seems to want a piece of that price-gouging pie that every other business in the world is enjoying right now. Starting August 19th, Riot is set to increase the price of microtransactions in League of Legends worldwide. Riot said in a blog post, quote, Riot points and Teamfight Tactics coin prices will increase in most Riot regions to account for worldwide inflation, currency fluctuations, maintaining fair prices between and within regions, consistency across our products, and other associated cost increases. While our annual price reviews often lead to changes in only a handful of regions, this year's analysis identified economic shifts on a global scale, hence the worldwide impact. Which essentially means that Riot saw the price-gouging profits from other companies and wanted in. However, Riot is trying to lessen the blow by starting a double coins event before the price hike, giving players a chance to buy Riot points at the current price, but get double the amount of coins. And listen, I just feel I need to point out here that these are all digital goods. There's no supply chain issue, there's no shortage of goods, there's no material reason for this price hike other than because they can. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.